You're listening to Noise Extra. I'm Gray Holger, here with my co-host Tara Connolly. Hi. And Mike Connolly. Hello. And today we dip into the future with Caroline Kay's Now Wait for Last Year. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about this. It's Mm -hmm. one of those records I can listen to anytime. You can put it on. I'm never not in the mood to hear this record. That's not a bummer. Yes, I would agree with that. And a note to our listeners, while it's generally the haters' performance on this side, I think great. I think GX is over at your place. Yeah, today. I'm, I'm hearing it. It's wild. They are replacing the fence in front of my place, and they have been jackhammering since, uh, well, too early. And I was recording it earlier, too. So oh, there was, you know. <laughs> I think they threw a stove down our stairs today. It sounded wild. Oh, that but sounds then, good. But then once it reached I, the bottom, then we... Maybe it was one of those things where the haters, when they, like, for the show that... Dom talked about in in Lowell. There mm-hmm. was also a, a hater show that same night in Holland, and it was the first oh, time yeah, there was two right. hater shows I on the same think night. That's right. There's a hater uh-huh. so maybe set it's at the way each it, of our maybe that's what's happening. Yeah, there's two haters yeah. performances going on over by you and over that's by true. us. So I, it seems like they've they finished their set over here though, at least for the today. So yeah, I, I woke <laughs> up and there was a someone using a jackhammer on the concrete, and then like five feet from them was someone with a like radial sock cutting through metal bars and fantastic I, it's a great way to wake up half asleep ran for the uh, field recorder so well at least <laughs> your priorities are straight there you go but hey you're thinking right gray what have you been listening to yeah, what this the heck week? you been listening what the heck, to dude? don't don't keep it from us stop spill, holding back spill uh, the beans i would like some beans I'm listening to spill the beans today this morning to compliment the wonderful drilling sounds outside, I threw on uh, to testify Yellow Swans, like a tape reissue that uh, oh. Yellow Swans had done for their Bandcamp thing. And it was really nice to dip into some Yellow Swans. This one's really cool, weirdly rhythmic, uh, kind of crazy sort of guitar loop and electronics. And then there's vocals on it that are some of the weirdest vocals and they're super buried and it, like that that segment through there, it's getting like power electronics, like cyber sigilum s, but like lo-fi vibes. It was really cool. And then uh, I got the Eric Nystrand Songs of Fester tape, two sides of nice harsh noise. He did uh, VMS Elite or Elite. I guess there's no E on it, but I'm assuming in Swedish it's pronounced Elite or Maybe I'm wrong, and it has nothing to do <laughs> you with it. You are kind of the Swedish pronouncing the for Swedish. Uh, uh, king of this podcast. I don't even make attempts. It seems like every week you have a new Swedish word. I've never even dipped my to, toe to in. regale to the listeners, and I like that. But no, nah, there's a few four-letter words I, I know, and that's about it. They literally have four letters. Not they're not curse words or anything. I think it's brave of you, and I I I honor your bravery. I uh, I recently got fun, made fun of in a private message by one of our Swedish listeners. So for my pronunciation, <laughs> what did they say? I almost, I almost did tell. a spit cake. I almost did a spit take. <laughs> I almost spit out my drink. Did all they say, "Gray, you're really good. You should actually learn Swedish"? No, they said they they'd heard the my impression of the Swedish chef on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, what a wonderful character. I know you're going to chime in on this one. It's going to be some Uh-oh. chiming when we Uh-oh. talk about skin crime, Tales from the Crypt double cassette. Oh, you know oh, we've been listening to that. You know oh, my it. God. 
How great is that? Ugh, Lost found that from like 97, 98. Yep. Two tapes, long, weird jams in that classic late 90s skin crime style and the booklet. It comes in a VHS case. That's already a fan. Yeah. Sold. And yeah. Great photo on the cover. Oh, dude. That I mean, it's all about, it's all about those photos. It's insane. It's, that booklet Ugh. is. And, and it's the a it's, 120 the page booklet or something. Yeah. Yeah, cut. So I call Pat's, it a book. I think even booklets yeah, almost like it's a book. It's a book. Pat's email to Mark. The email to Mark <laughs> is the best part where it says it gives it, the dates yeah. and then it says don't work. It's for a funeral or something like that. <laughs> I like the and idea though that Mark was like, I don't. The tour yeah, yeah. Starts. Tara pointed that out. She's like, look at the look at the date yeah. of the email and then look at the first date the of the tour. tour is like two starting weeks. in two so weeks. So the idea that Mark was still. Hadn't gotten that time off yet <laughs> about two weeks before. Didn't, work. Know, didn't get the solid dates. Dude, Gonna need a couple weeks pictures. off for tour for a funeral. Yeah. 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 yeah, for, yeah, yeah the right? pictures are so insane. Then. The writing, the like way back machining. Yep. Songs is, of Torture Chambers. <laughs> it's so and cool. And that's absolutely. And, and yeah, all the, I mean, dude, the crank and GX and just seeing yeah. those. There's, it seemed like. There was a good chunk of pictures from Detroit too, because there was a lot. Yes, of, I'm like, oh, there that's was. the Detroit skyline. I know <laughs> that skyline. I know that skyline. <sighs> Man, what a cool, what an amazing uh, thing to have, mm-hmm. and it's so cool that Pat kept all that. Yeah, it's it's wild, and I feel slightly justified in my sticking of things in weird like just stick a photo or a flyer or a handwritten note yeah. in the record it came in in whatever. Uh, I know right, and then you, yeah. See, that's good. You don't lose it that way. Yeah, yeah. I've got like triple R receipts. I know Joe Colley had like posted one recently. I'm like, I got a bunch of triple R receipts floating around in cool. different things. Wow. Whenever you, whenever you bought a thing, you know, you just stick the receipt in there. Hoarding justified. It, it's also well, you know, one day I can do a zine of all my RRR well, receipts. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. look, that's what we do. And I also love the flyers with the because I mean, the tour was the main chunk of the flyers and pictures and tour from the that '97 Huck Finn tour, the the tour that's on mm-hmm. the Huck Finn video. There is more stuff, but that's kind of the main chunk. And I like seeing the, you know, it's '97. And the the flyers, especially with the weird local band opening. There's one in particular, oh. a band called Groove Patrol, is the opener. But I just, <laughs> we were both like Groove Patrol. But I like that thinking of like even then there wasn't whoever said that show up. It, Groove Patrol is probably like the bartender's friend and. Yeah. Was like, oh, Group Patrol is gonna, yeah, we'll get them on, bring a couple local yeah. people in. Like it's just that that mentality <laughs> of, and it just looks so funny. Like haters, skin crime, crank surgeon, Emil Bolio, Groove Patrol. Like I, I love that. So you so don't have much. the Groove Patrol tape on self abuse. No, you know but I, missed could out. Be, look, I missed look, out. Look, missed out. Missed out. Noisemakers Fife's is amazing. So maybe Groove hey, Patrol you know <laughs> yeah, is yeah. like sick. I don't know. Never heard. Actually, of. you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say Groove Patrol is not sick. <laughs> I don't know Groove Patrol. I apologize, Groove Patrol. Groove Patrol, if you were listening right now, I'm so sorry, Groove Patrol. I completely apologize for that. I'm so sorry. That was horrible. It was rude. Yeah, yeah, what what an amazing set. And dude, I mean, Tales from the Crypt, they're like the only (sighs) band that can get away with that title. And I'm thrilled by it. And it's just, and it's perfect. You see the Crypt Keeper and you're you're like, like, yes. You're like, oh yeah, Tales from the Crypt. That's perfect for skin crime. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, listen to another thing. I, I listened to it when it came out, but I've, I dug back in the other day. Uh, Casablanca Flamethrower. By oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, dude. And we were in a big zone for that. I understand how it's, uh, it was feeling real good to, to have playing. Like it just hit the zone and the progression through the album is really nice. The, you know, I, I know he's been using the tag doom electronics for a lot of his stuff. This one really like, yeah, this one cinches it. Like that is it's doom electronics. So slow it's doom electronics. And morbid and doom. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, obviously it was on Terra's end of the year list, but yeah, that's, that's such a great, I love album. it so much. It's one of my favorites. And, New disc on Tronics and White Centipede Noise, the Paranoid Time Rat Life CD. Uh, Paranoid Time, Pat Yankee, who ran Scratch and Sniff Entertainment and, you know, Kalamazoo, Michigan. He was like at and booking a lot of the kind of earlier shows or like involved in some of the earlier mm-hmm. shows I went to in, in Michigan. So and got to see Paranoid Time play a bunch. And, you know, another moniker that perfectly fits, much like Doom Electronics, Rat Life. Loves his rat yeah. pedal. Rat abuse. Loves the rat life. Like it's, uh, yeah, great, great, like live photos in the booklet or in the, in the digipack and nasty, confusing, weird, harsh ripper. That's, I think re edit, reimagine of the rat life tronics record. And there was a rat life tape. They've all got kind of different titles. So it's a, it's a whole juggling that has gone on, but, uh, I believe this is the definitive rat life. Nice. Actually, right before we started recording, I there was a optional hand delivery of that, but I had to turn it down today because we were just about to hit record. So <gasps> oh, maybe we'll get to tomorrow. a lacerations comp that Tronics yeah, just those, did. I yeah. threw a disc of that on, but I don't have enough to say about it. It was sort of background and, and while I was doing some other things, and it's as it's a comp, it kind of... Came and went from consciousness who was on and who's what, so I need to pay a little more attention to it and dive into the second disc also. Looks great. Uh, the spot varnish on it looks really nice, and it's got a great track list, so yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Well, since I know you weren't listening to Rat Life, because you don't have it yet, what were you listening Not to yet. over the past well, week here? Why don't, Tara... Why don't you? Why don't we read the album titles and then let's see if Gray can decide what the overall zone we've been in leading up to this record is. Spirit flesh. Stone. Do I, do I chime in when I know? Shake those chains, rattle them cages. <laughs> Do I do I chime in when Mouth I know or are we going to get them all? Go just ahead, get them all. Oh, just I mean, jump in. No, yeah, just Guess jump. What obviously, we've been you've to. been listening to Nocturnal Emissions. Oh man, which uh, which makes some sense, given that she Caroline does. K was a member of Nocturnal Emissions and married to Daniel Ayers. Exactly, and this zone has been incredible leading up to covering this album. Basically, we just wanted more Carolyn K, and so we had to listen to Nocturnal Emissions, and now we are huge fans, and we can't stop listening to it. Right, and really, the stuff we were most familiar with was the very early stuff, (laughs) and much much more in the early industrial vein, but kind of starting a few years later... We start getting into more of the zone that the Caroline K albums. Yes. And that hit the spot beyond hit the spot. I am absolutely obsessed with these albums. We both are. 
It's been just nonstop over here, and wow. Mouth oh. of Babes is just the sound of infants. Like That's the vocal sounds. The vocal sounds yeah. are are many, many sounds manipulated by infants, and it reminded me of when I was in the hospital, Mike was with yeah. me, and we heard the terrifying sounds of newborn babies, yes. and it sounded like cats all night, <laughs> and it was just so creepy, and that is what this album sounds like. It's the creepy side of newborn gurgles uh and it's wild but yeah, usually yeah, some baby sounds good. on a record is a quick yeah. uh, next track situation <laughs> yeah, yeah right. no these are it's manipu- the whole it album is, it yeah. is manipulated though so it's not just raw exactly so yeah. it is it does just almost feel like a weird synth palette or something like that so it's i was actually nervous <laughs> i'm like oh my god can i handle this but it is it is it's not just no, it's not like crying yeah. babies. Of yeah. course, they 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 did it very well with a lot of nuance, and um, you know they're artists. So but really, in this zone, I almost felt like we could have covered any of these albums. But I'm mm-hmm. actually really glad that we chose to do the Caroline K solo album. I think there's something very special about it. Yeah, I'd say this one might be even a little uh, slicker or something. You know, more structured than some of those nocturnal emissions records, but it's, mm-hmm. it also has this like really special melancholy dreamlike quality to it. And luckily for you guys and the listeners, nocturnal emissions has what I would call an extensive band camp. Hey, and we've, yep. like we said, we've picked up, been hitting it we've up. Been, we've been picking it up and actually really cool. Right. Not only did I, did we get hit up for a possible hand delivery of some of those new Tronics records right before we record a message from the Nocturnals Emissions Bandcamp with an old picture of Caroline K from 1981. It was just it was kismet. synchronicity, kismet and synchronicity. But hey, yeah. before we dive into now, wait for last year. Yep. I think we should hear a word from our sponsors. Whether you get off on sonic extremes, skilled think pieces, or psychologically damaging soundtracks for personal ritual, Misanthropic Agenda has got you covered. Misanthropic Agenda is a noise, sound art, and electronic music label founded by Garrett Whitmer in 1998, releasing CDs and vinyl by the likes of Merzbau, John Weiss, Joe Colley, Dave Phillips, Francisco Marino, Death Throws, Lasse Marhog, Jason Krumer, LHD, and many more. Use code NOISEXTRA at misanthropicagenda.com to receive free shipping on any size order in the United States. Oh, and they've also got a band camp. Tronics, find purveyors of heavy sound since 1997, featuring new and classic releases from Alza Galzaga, Airway, Astro Romero, Black Sand Desert, The Cherry Point, Government Alpha, The Haters, Hijo Kaiden, Neural, LHD, Lasse Marhug, Paranoid Time, Richard Ramirez, Scald Him, Sewer Election, Sissy Spacek, Spastic Colon, Trance, Unsustainable Social Condition, John Weiss, and many more. Visit iHeartNoise.com for details. Now wait for last year. A title taken from a Philip K. Dick novel. I think we've talked about Philip K. Dick on the podcast. Oh, possibly. Why we would have had you <laughs> <through> <laughs> other references, but I, this was one I actually didn't realize that Tara pointed it out when we were researching it, and I think we all agreed that we possibly read this, but... We don't, or not a hundred percent. I mean, sure. <laughs> it's it's a traditional Philip K. Dick theme, uh, but I definitely remember this one because it was it's such an interesting concept of, of course, you know, there's intergalactic battles and Earth is caught between two warring factions. Mars is in the mix, but the interesting part of it is that there is a a, a, 
a drug that everybody's taking, like a psychotropic drug that has a different effect on every person who takes it. And one of the most common side effects is that it distorts the time that you're in. So someone might take it and go back in time. Someone might take it and move forward in time. Um, people were moving laterally uh, and, and it just you never know what effect it'll take when you when you take this drug. So it's all about temporal distortion uh, and and the confusion of time. And, you know, great theme. Just wonderful. I think it could fit quite well with this album. Absolutely. <laughs> sounds. Definitely. And this record, you know, it's been reissued a few times. Blackest Ever Black did a sort of a faithful to the original LP reissue of it that, uh, you know, this came out on Earthly Delights in 1987 and uh, one side long piece and then four shorter pieces on the B side. But there have been a few CD and digital reissues of it with some bonus tracks uh, recorded shortly after the record, I believe, and also uh, a comp track or an unreleased track here and there. So there's, if you grab a CD edition of this there or digital, there's going to be like maybe a different bonus track. There's a few different sort of versions yeah. of now wait for last year floating out. And all of them have more tracks than what we're discussing here, which is the core LP. The, the bonus tracks are great, but mm. oh, keeping totally. it yes. at these, these five perfect tracks as they were presented yep. in 1987. And the cover art's so nice and simple, sort of a marbled background with a nice border and a photo of her on it. And it, it just it just looks moon. really good. Right. Yeah. And the moon. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, a full moon at night. It's just a cool looking record. And one that I'm glad is like, you know, more people are able to hear now. And oh, uh, definitely talking about. uh Shake Those Cages, Rattle Those Chains by Nocturnal Emissions. The third track on this is used sort of as the basis for rusting shells. And it's so cool. Mm. It's so cool. It's different. It's like you listen to them back yeah. to back. It is definitely different. But those ideas that she brought to Nocturnal Emissions. And I think there's other pieces of this stuff woven throughout that album. But I could, could not yeah. determine anything specifically. We were thinking Animal Lattice. But, it, but honestly, we've been listening to... Not only exactly. those Nocturnal Missions albums, but this album so much this week that mm -hmm. it was when we did our dedicated listen right before recording, it was one of those like, wait, do we remember hearing this from listening to this or yeah. from listening? Like, so it, it did. It's kind of become the whole world. But I mean, dude, yeah, we definitely is, heard it five or six times this week. Oh, at least it's cause, <laughs> because once you're in the zone, it, it's, it really is this perfect world that they've created, and especially kind of around that time, that kind she of the created, 85 yeah. up through the sort of 1990. That's sort of where we've, I mean, we're still going to continue on, but that's sort of where we, we were focusing on those years, those albums. And yeah, they really got to something, a really unique thing that really did set them apart from anything else that they came from or that was even happening at the time. Yeah, definitely the early stuff feels, you know, birthed out of the same fluid as Throbbing Gristle and industrial records yeah. and stuff with like with sterile and the way they the way the stuff looked and kind of the the way they seem to operate. But yeah, by the mid to late 80s, it, Nocturnal Emissions was really its own kind of weird thing. And Carolyn Kay making this record and again, uh, Shake Those Cages, Rattle Those Chains is recorded in 84, released in 85. And this wouldn't come out until 87 and we're hearing, you know, material that was used in that record a few years right. ago, which I think is an interesting thing to have this sort of fully fleshed out thing instead of whatever elements were brought to that recording session in 84. And man, this 
is such a strange sort of record because it's it's very atmospheric. It's very melancholy. It's very synth based. There are some rhythms and straight out drum machine. There's some hand claps on a track. We'll get to oh, that. Yeah, yeah. And I love it. Uh, oh, yeah. And it's also like, we're you know, we get into the first track, The Happening World, and it's got this like gentle hum that cycles and then sort of becomes this melody. But it also reminds me of sort of MB, who were, of course, released by right. Sterile yeah. Records. Uh, and it just sort of morphs in, and keeps going. And this is a 20 minute track. This is the entire A side. And I can't help but be reminded of like Tangerine Dream and Krautrock when we're listening to this. Like we did Zeit as an episode here and, and we're talking about time distortion with oh, yeah. this record and like Zeit and like Birth of Liquid Pleiades and that kind of stuff immediately came back in the tones and the fluidity of these sounds. And I was firmly in the a, a very similar setting that we were in with the Nord CD that we did last year. I was in some very strange jungle atmosphere throughout this whole thing. And especially on this track, The Happening World, to me, the jungle appears in the background. And then these, uh, these uh, amalgamations of exotic birds and animals that don't really exist, their calls were, they would start in the distance, but then they'd sort of come to the forefront and back. And the, sort of jungle drums that the, the rhythm that starts it's so distant and it may and then it pulls up a little bit but then pulls back i mean this 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 track really breathes and has this has this breathing in and breathing out feel throughout the whole 20 minutes it does whereas i, I think there's actually some breathing <laughs> breathing out recorded right, yeah, on another yeah. one of the tracks on this piece yeah it it builds up and it sort of empties out and yes the, I get the jungle feel because there are these sort of electronic howls happening in the distance and around the space. And there's sort of a ghostly marching rhythm. Like it it starts out as what kind of a machine loop and becomes this sort of trudge through the space. And even towards the end, there's like these, these chimes come in and I really like you wait 18 minutes in a track and then you got some chimes. (laughs) Like it's such a nice piece that spreads out so easily and that the idea of the happening world, like what's your, your active, your presence, something is happening. Something is going on. We're there and we're taken through that space. And the texture of the tones in this, because this is the most ambient track again, it's, it's the longest, but, but truly the, the, the subtle shifts are so, so nice. And even the steady tones have, have a texture. If it's peanut butter, it's going to be chunky peanut butter. (laughs) And the layering is just so delicate and so gentle, but it gives you this like otherworldly vibe. It's one of those things that, you know, like when we were listening to what contagious orgasm so much. It's that place where you can't help but visualize what's going on and being in internal spaces and you don't mind being quiet and you don't want to talk over it. Like all I, I just kept envisioning like it's nighttime and there is a cocoon and you're in the cocoon and maybe it's glowing and throbbing and you just hear this pulsing music and that's it because you know, and then maybe 18 minutes after that, you get some chimes. You get the stars. The, <laughs> the stars start to shine. Then and yeah, and yeah, and, and and the I can't remember which 
if it's stone face or if it's spirit flesh, but one of those says there's recording in the zoological gardens. Mm -hmm. And so that also made me think, well, maybe some of these sounds are actual recordings of birds manipulated or may, or it's just a synth approximation. Sometimes it's hard to tell, but there are points where you do hear very distinct, a new synth palette sort of rise in the, in the track, but then it goes away. And, and so, yeah, this, the, the, I think some of the best ambient music has that where if you're giving it, I mean, what did I, I know I've quoted, Eno, and I'm, I'm sure I'm paraphrasing it, but what does he say that the best ambient music is as ignorable as it is interesting or, or, mm-hmm. or something like that, yes. or the idea that you could either have it on and maybe not notice all the changes or give it this focused listening. And all of a sudden you, you hear so much going on. Oh, there's so many layers. Whereas if you kind of pull away mm-hmm. and squint your eyes, it almost feels like a singular thing. Mm-hmm. But then when you really dive in, there's so much every every second there's new things happening and building and new tones and even whatever it's going through is maybe, you know, shifting that tone a little bit and playing with that tone and wavering it. You know, so it's, it's oh the wobbles are I, so. So nice. I think that's Ugh. I think this track to me is just one of those absolutely perfect ambient tracks that is why what makes ambient music so well, at least what I love about ambient music. I feel like we're gonna use the word perfect a lot while discussing this. Oh, this yes, is a perfect album. it really perfect is album. a perfect there's no, album. There's no question. The, there's no question. Because there's so many small details, like the subtlety is really really nice and you know we've listened to this so many times and every time we do i'm like oh i did i didn't hear that part before i love totally. that you know even there were times when i'm like is this voice it has to be voice i think this is voice you know and i i don't know but it I, it just it just changes with with each listening yeah definitely does you know i actually did a and- rare listen for this because there are jackhammers and chop saws <laughs> outside my place today <laughs> I listened with headphones on, which is something oh, wow. that, uh, I bet that was know, great. regular listeners of the podcast will know that I don't really do. You're not a headphones guy. I'm decidedly not a headphones guy. And it was really nice to listen to it and hear it this way. I've heard it through my stereo so many times and to throw it on and just zone out with the headphones on was really nice. And to get more direct stereo separation and hear some of the movement in there. There's some very subtle stereo movement going on throughout a lot of these tracks and, and I especially notice it as we get to uh, tracking with close-ups, but we'll talk about that when we get there because now we're at animal lettuce. Oh, I love this song. Yes. I I mean, it opens (laughs) with this like subtle muted rhythm that kind of becomes hiss and then some actual percussion, but then you get that, that melancholy descending, Dude. melodic part and these almost sort Come of uh, middle eastern tones and and here's what mm-hmm. you're talking about voice yeah, yeah the maybe, samples I think, like, are, yeah. yeah uh i mean muslim guys with the kind of sound palette this has wouldn't be a uh, an off reference but i don't there's not that much chill muslim guys that i think of that's right in this in this realm it's really cool really good tones I mean, for me in general, for as far as something that may have been contemporary to them, and I don't, I think it's, I think they're very different, but maybe it's the, maybe it's the label name Earthly Delights and what that's from. 
but the, it's almost like a, a a weird shadow of some Dead Can Dance stuff from around this time. Hmm. I mean, I I think Dead Can Dance is much more. There, there, I mean, there is they're they're very different, but this is almost like a weird shadow version. And same with Spirit Flesh and and Stoneface. It's like this more abstract version, but maybe gives me similar takes me to some similar places. Yeah, without maybe. the like historical references, right? Or the or more, the cultural references, right? And Something maybe yeah. it's maybe it's more abstract. I'm not. I don't know if I'm saying maybe that it's right. Dead Can Dance for a world that. They made up themselves. Well, and Something I feel like, like also that. Soviet France, maybe Oyuki yeah. Conjugate, yeah. Uh, Rapun, like that, that sort of ilk is all very much yeah. in play here. And that, oh, for I me saved was... a flyer they played with Soviet France. So yeah. I was like, like that been, what a cool, favorite show. What a cool show would have that been. That, what a <laughs> it was cool like 92 with Soviet France. Oh, man. <laughs> and I think that that's, that's a good reference point, too. But the Day Can Dance obviously being sort of the bigger the biggest of the well, bands to do that right. sort of style yeah. right but even look at uh sbk around this time with you know zamia lamani oh dude you know what yeah. i i yes a hundred percent you saying that right now i'm like oh yeah duh. And they and, were friends with SBK. and of course they were they were shared friends. equipment at some point i mean dude <laughs> they put out SPK Ugh. and they put out Symphony for a Genocide. I mean, come on, they put right. out the one, the one of the most, if not the most classic MB album. Certainly top three. The when you think of MB, it's that they put out those live, those cool live SPK tapes. They put yeah. out Lust Mourn. So it's like, yeah, they were in it back. Then. I mean, 1980, right? I mean, that's the that's the first stop. Yeah, Sterile was I mean, 1980. In it, like, and so it's. Really, I thought it was seventy nine to eighty six. Well, well there. I mean, whatever. Close. Maybe, maybe they even yeah. earlier. Either way. It, it, they were really in it, and and I think it's cool to see how all the where all those bands sort of went, and where we, you know where all that even at throwing in Throbbing Gristle, throwing in you know Cabaret Voltaire, like where the paths took them all, and I'm thrilled that the path that Nocturnal Missions went on because yeah we got this and yeah Animal Lattice I mean dude that mournful synth line it's just when that piano comes in I'm like it's it like I just wrote like mysteries the ineffable yeah because like what what are you gonna say about it like it just so like the that melody on on the synthetic piano just like sums up like like a feeling that yeah. you get in your heart sometimes. Yep. It's not an unpleasant feeling, but it's like one of those like, you know, uh when you see something lovely and you feel at peace and you that's how you feel. There's also these nice sustained tones while also playing that melody. Like the whole thing melds together. And yeah, the I I, I refer to it as a lead that I know that like piano totally. part you're mm-hmm. talking about because yeah. when it comes in, you're like, Ugh. oh, and it does have that like mysteries of the unknown quality to yeah. it. And it's just just really nice and you know five minute track you're in you're out it builds nicely and it keeps introducing new elements until the end you're in it sounds good squeezes your heart you're in the somber jungle and the next track is the track that is most certainly in on the shake I'm going to say it, let's say it correctly once because we keep saying it in different ways, which is fun, but it's, uh, it's shake those chains, rattle those cages. Right, right. When we say it other ways. 
I've that's certainly said it other mean. ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tara was saying Tara was saying shake them cages, and rattle think, them chains. And I think I, you know, saying, she, I don't know. That I think Grace said rattle those yeah. chains and, and shake you know the what, cages. You know, you know what? I don't, don't know. You know what? Don't accuse. It's okay. Don't don't be don't accuse Gray of saying it like that. Well, we've all done a lot. We have it on. We have it recording. You might seem. You might sound very silly because they might not have said it. He might probably sound silly. No, occasionally, never. I would say that's but true. This is the basis for the the track that on on that on that record. This and is the hit. Yeah, <laughs> this is the, the six minute oh. hit song of this record. That is so good. Uh, while somehow still being totally just like insane ambient melodic music, like as close oh. to as close to a hit as you can come with that. It's when I think of this album, I think of this piece. Actually, and it, tracking with close-ups, I can't lie. That one also really. <laughs> they both, you know what? They, because they pair so nicely together. Yeah. Too, following this with that is really nice. But yeah, this is rusting shells, but it's so much different. And something I really picked up on this listen is sort of the that really that beautiful melody. I mean, this is this yes. is a beautiful piece of music, and there's this sort of like static kind of pulse rhythm under it, and the whole thing felt very craft work to me like radioactivity like just gave me that vibe so it was really on funny. the it was on the next track the but next it was track, these yeah. two tracks exactly i was yeah. just like craft work craft work craft work and in the best way and yeah. and i you know that's certainly a a roots episode that we definitely will be doing at some point craft oh, work yeah. is beyond important in the world of noise and industrial and ambient, et cetera. And yes, this totally gave Kraftwerk vibes. And the, the opening of, of, of the track has, it has the most industrial feel for that almost <laughs> yeah, 30 you get, seconds. Like, it you does, get some it, grinding it really and sanding. is very yeah. industrial. And then it opens up into this Ugh. other mournful, somber line that is just, you're just like, oh, like she just yeah. hit it right. Yeah. I was thinking New Order Elegy. Totally like, like that, like that great New Order instrumental. And that, it's just like it's like watching a sunrise yeah. while you're or a moving, sunset or a sunset. It's like moving in your car and everything is you know everything's peaceful and nice, and then it's just like the soundtrack to the world around you. It's so and so very nice. Near the end, that wash of sound sort of spreads over, and the flock sort of flies away. It's just really, really. It's really powerful. And it's really we, evocative, and it's really. Powerful. And we haven't said the title. It, I don't know if it's chair, if it's chirth, uh, like churning earth or earth with ch on the front. Like a uh, there's also there is like a, an Irish word chirth, uh, but I, I don't know if that's it. So I don't really know what she's referencing at this point. But we'll just go with it. I'll be honest. I was actually waiting for you to uh, chime in on the title because oh, I hadn't looked you. it up. I, so I assumed you had, uh, I, but I it looks did. like, we, it looks I, like we, uh, we might be, we might actually not. not yeah. I, I came up um, a little, um, a little empty handed. It could be like Irish for the word should, um, or even right or correct. But I, I don't know if even that was what, maybe it's just, you know, well, it is right and correct because it is this, right and correct. Yes, uh, I could hear the song right any time yes, of the day, absolutely. any day of the week, any week, and any month, and any year, and any decade, yes. any century. I, I want to hear yeah. this. Like, this is, <laughs> it's so good. It's just so good. And going into tracking with close ups again, it, it's got this looped tone. There's a lot of sort of cyclic 
energy on this album and this one starts with it until it becomes you know more more tones coming until you realize it's making a chord and it gets strangely melodic and then you feel it coming but at a minute and a half there's a very slow and deliberate rhythm that comes in oh yeah and shortly thereafter hand clap city to at the chord progression is so satisfying. Like the texture of that yes. first tone is insane. I could listen to just that tone for like an hour, but the chord progression is just like, it's exactly what you want. It doesn't let you down. And you're like, I don't know how you could build from this. I don't know how you could be more evocative than you're already being. And it just delivers. And those claps and those hits. Oh, I, lo- I love how simple they are. I like, I love how simple and catchy. it is. And how, you know, sort of unaffected it is. It really feels like that bare sound. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, the, you know, through something, I'm not 100% sure, but it's very bare sounding and I like that. And to me, that was, I mean, yeah, it was just like the, you know, that perfect craft word, just simple, bare drum machine. I love it. I love yeah. it. I, okay, so here's what I was thinking at this point uh, of listening to this. I was thinking about, internal spaces and like why is this record like so perfect but I I think it just really exemplifies like the feeling and the mood when you are perfectly in your internal space and or you're with somebody quietly like reality changes when we are silent like I I like to say it's it's wild when you're at a show and everybody's quiet together and listening to something I like everybody so much more when none of us are saying anything and I think that you know that happens here because it just it it gives you that feeling of of you know just just being at peace in your internal space or being at not peace (laughs) In your internal space. Right, right. Either way. You know, like whatever that space is, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's enjoying the silence. Or or it's dealing with other things when you're in that personal space. It doesn't have to be enjoyment. It can be dealing with dark matter and stuff like that. It can be any of that. Sitting in the complexity of your own personal stew, whatever it is, um, it, it, you know, when you're in those spaces, truly time is distorted. Yeah. And and you get that feeling with this. Like, has has the album gone on an hour? Is this track twenty minutes or is it four minutes? I don't know. Uh, right. It's you. Who knows? Unfortunately, it's only four minutes. Damn it! Nobody right. will ever <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It's a mystery. Yeah, yeah. it's a mystery. <laughs> and actually, we leave tracking with close-ups to move into leaving. And the shortest piece on the album at two and a half minutes still has plenty to offer. Like. Oh yeah. Another, another melody. And this, you know, that's something that runs throughout this album, especially the B side. It all has these nice melodic pieces, but then there's (laughs) some symbol on it. There's some scraping metal, you know, there's some dragged metal around. There's field recordings in the background of this thing that keep it, keep a really interesting movement to the piece that I think it's easy to focus on the melody, but when you start to dig into that, those those sounds in the background, this track gets really rich. Well, to me, it was it was the train leaving the jungle. We were leaving. It was morning was coming, night was fading, and those sounds were the were the train. And there was a train that that 
dropped dropped us off at the jungle. We didn't. We actually didn't see that part. We just we landed in the jungle in the happening world. Mm-hmm. That's where we opened. We didn't yeah. see us arriving there. It just happened. You, you we just got dropped off in, in the our, jungle. Yeah, we woke in the <laughs> jungle. Oh, we got dropped off in our cocoons. But now, yeah, exactly. And now with leaving, there is a train. It's a it's a train that goes to the center of the jungle. And then now we're nights fading. We hop on that train and we're and we're leaving. And yeah, you, but you are right. I mean, it's there's still so much going on in this track. That's so funny that we all, because to me, it was just like, you know, you, you get the lovely flute and then I hear car engines and then like swooping and swooping birds and then driving away and planes taking off. Like, I guess maybe it's just, maybe the title brought that, but it just, I just thought of every mode of transportation, just leaving, uh, over this like beautiful somber string. It's it's bittersweet. It's, it's incredible. That's that's there's another word for it. Yeah, it is bittersweet. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. the thing is at forty minutes you can just throw this album on again. Like, and I like that. It begs I repeat like, listens. It's not you're not going to be bummed hitting play one more time. Yeah, I I like that it you can repeat listen to it and you know like Ray said there's multiple versions out there with various bonus tracks and all the bonus tracks are great. They all fit the vibe and you could you can do that you can listen to the album as it was intended in 1987 you can listen to it the bonus mm-hmm. tracks there's really no wrong way to listen to this but I tell you you're going to want to listen to it again and I guarantee you're going to want to explore more of what Caroline K was doing with Nocturnal Missions around this time and like Tara and I were saying all those albums we talked about earlier fit perfectly into this zone I mean it's they're different they obviously have some stuff that's related yeah. but overall the the palette that they were working with and what they were creating around this time is really really special. Now, Gray, do you have any insight from listening as to what maybe they were using around this time? Not a clue. And I even right, did right. some like kind of rudimentary digging around to see if I could figure out what was what the setup was. And you know, there's a synth on this. I have no idea what I was trying to figure out what Carolyn K might have been using. Uh, there's there's no answers anywhere as far as I can right. tell. Yeah, the photos I saw of her with equipment, everything was way over my head. And it, it seemed looked, like they yeah. those, it seemed like that one classic photo may have been from more than earlier yeah, industrial exactly. years. Maybe yeah, maybe well that yeah, that. it was incredibly analog. But it looked yeah. maybe it was more in the early '80s stuff as opposed to the uh, latter half of the '80s. But and she passed I away mean, in uh, 2008. Absolutely. Right? So rest in peace, Carolyn K. Oh. And but thank yes. you so much for leaving us with this well, this wonderful discography. Not only this solo album, but all the Nocturnal Emission stuff, all the all the stuff she did throughout her entire work as a musician. And yeah, it's it's you know sad that she's no longer with us. But how great is it that she left this for mm-hmm. us to have forever? So she's always here. Uh, no matter what, and man, this was, yeah, I, I don't think, obviously it's, you know, we can't stress enough how much we really love this album, and, you know, a nice, just a great zone, I mean, look, you're going to put on that skin crime, you're going to love it, you're going to put on those two tapes of scream crime, but you know what, you might need something else, you might need to, you might, you might need to, you're in the tales from the crypt, you're in the crypt, mm-hmm. you're with the crypt keeper, but maybe you want to go to a jungle setting and look at exotic 
birds that don't actually exist. They only exist on this album. You're going to throw this on. There you Maybe are. feeling a little introspective. You want to lower that blood pressure. Maybe you're taking a long drive and, and you know, the sun's starting to set and you want an accompaniment for the beauty. This would be perfect. Absolutely. Wow. Well, there's multiple ways to pick this album up. Any way you do it is fine. I'm sure we'll have a link up to at least one of the Bandcamp ways to get it. There are multiple. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's one of those albums that's on Bandcamp multiple ways. Yeah, so and we'll, the, and we'll the try first to figure pressing out, of the vinyl is maybe we'll, not necessarily attainable. So you, you know, but there, yeah. So, but there's multiple ways to pick <laughs> yeah. this up. Any way you pick it up is the right way because you're about to experience a world that Caroline K gave to us. You've been listening to Noise Extra. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, a home to noise artist for over 17 years, by Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra, and your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in those, and on Twitter at noise extra, with three A's at the end. Thank you for listening to us and to noise.